From Baltimore, Maryland, this is The Stoop Sessions, a One Hope podcast. Join us for conversations about ministry on The Stoop. Learn more about our work at www.onehope.gives. We're on The Stoop again, y'all. Stoop in a chair at the same time. That's right. Uh, My name is Stephanie. I'm Eric. I'm Joel. I don't know why I said ah, uh, because I've been practicing my name since I was five. <laughs> Maybe three. Maybe two. Yeah. I need to call my mama. Yeah. I, you are named Stephanie. My name is Stephanie. Yep. It's because we're going to get into conversations about Babylon and name changes. Maybe that's why I'm having a crisis. <laughs> Or maybe it's just because I don't have enough coffee. But it's good to have you guys here today. It's good to be on the stoop. Thanks. I'm going to say that a million times. Yeah, it's been 12 weeks, maybe close to 14 weeks of me on maternity leave. Um, At least with my mind. My body's been present for these last two weeks as I stare at my boss. But my mind's catching up. And uh, every time I I see y'all, it's a good time. So let's talk about schooling, which is a dicey subject. Especially in Baltimore City. It is a dicey subject. And I think the intro to this is, I never cared about where um, my kid would go to school because I never saw myself having kids, except I'm here now. (laughs) And I remember having a conversation with my husband and I was like, where do we send Sevi? Mm -hmm. And the reason I asked that is because we moved into the Sandtown neighborhood. And our resources, some are slim. And for a moment there, I started to try to look for other object, options, look mm-hmm. for other options um, for my kid, who is literally only three months right now. <laughs> and so I thought, well, how... Time how goes fast. I hear it. Yeah. I hear it. Just the blink of an eye. Yep. But um, let's talk about that. You guys both have your, your kids in school. We're both in inner city. Mm-hmm. So let's start off this conversation. I thought I could glean some wisdom here. So this is for you. It really is for me. This All of these are for me. The session is for you. Yeah, mostly I come with <laughs> so some tissue and I'm counsel, just... Huh? You, well, I represent other folks. That's right. So let, 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 let me just glean and listen here. You know, I will say that one of the most common questions I get from pastors that are moving into this kind of work or thinking about it or already in the context is, what do you do about education for your kids? And uh, or and actually, I would say one of the most common assumptions mm. is you guys homeschool, right? Right. Which we don't. Our kids have always been public, publicly educated. Mine as well. In Baltimore City Schools. That's right. That's right. <laughs> what, what I, I got to pound. I got to pound that That's fist right, right there. Oh, there that's happening. Right. There wow, <laughs> that happened right before my very eyes. How warm. Yep. Um. So hold up. Let's do it. We got our interns with us. And okay. Isaiah, what school system did you grow up in? Public, private, public, public, and uh, New York, and then Baltimore. Who grew up in the Bronx and to Baltimore? Angela, public schools. Stephanie, what did uh, you grow up? Oh, all public. All public school. All public. All public. Wait, why? Wait, wait. Why are you surprised? All public? Question mark. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's been said. Were you about to say I'm a homeschooler? You think? No, I didn't. I thought like maybe like private early on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the private home of the Ferry heirs <laughs> and my dad. That's it. We can talk about that later. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it was a 
private Christian school for me growing up. My parents uh, got some hookups and sent us to Christian school. Yeah. And I was thankful for it. Cool. Yeah. So public school was a little different back when I was growing up in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was in much better shape, the school system, when I was coming up. Mm-hmm. So that was, what, late 80s? Early 90s. All right, but here's the thing. You still have your kids today in public school, and that's, that's the point, right? Yeah. Here yep. we are. I mean, we can complain all we want about public yeah. schools. Which Why don't we do that for a little bit? Oh, I'm can ready. Can we talk about the challenges of this Baltimore only, City Public Schools? This is the only thing I can, I can, I can give two cents to. Um, I should not be that quick. Is there, is there a problem there? What's that? I'm ready to get on the soapbox yeah, of let's talk about what's wrong. Because you're a very negative individual. If you know me, you know if you know, if you know. Um, just kidding. You're actually the most positive person I know. Oh, thanks, Joel. Yes. So you know fun. that already. <laughs> he does say I'm peppy. Him and it. Yeah. Anyway, let's peppy. move on. So I read this the other day. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate. At Frederick Douglass High School, one of our local schools, which had an 87% graduation rate, just one student out of the student body of 185 students tested in the proficient range in math. In several other public high schools around the city, not a single student passed the state proficiency f- test. That's, that's problematic. So, you know, people will look at Baltimore City Schools and they would say that we are a failing school district. Um, you know, there's a heavy emphasis on standardized testing, which is, of course, of course is all over, but that yeah. I think affects the inner city more so because yeah. all we're trying to do is just get kids to pass the test, to mm. score right. Uh, of course, no child left behind. Kids get passed on from grade to grade to grade, whether or not they learned anything. A lot of sometimes pressure on teachers. Yeah. Teachers, sometimes the classrooms are, are uh, chaotic and yeah. kids are having trouble learning. Of course, family and home environment play yeah. into this. You know, yeah. I think there's a direct correlation between parental involvement and how well mm-hmm. kids do. And unfortunately, with uh, uh, some parents just trying to eke by working and they have no time or if you put have drugs at play and other uh, addiction issues poverty issues um the home environment can be less than conducive to to uh uh, a child's education and we haven't even talked about the condition of the buildings yeah terrible no heat no ac Mm mm-hmm (laughs) <laughs> Angelo. Nutrition. So Angelo's like that nutrition is, is at an all time low, but also no, really, you know, as we as we talk about this, we've got that's day two of school being back, right, and yeah, day two of it. early yeah. release because of heat in schools. That's true. And we've had, uh, you know, this isn't a knock at anything, but there's questions we should ask, especially since we've had a whole eighteen months <laughs> right. to maybe think about some that's of these crazy. issues, right? Well, according to Johns Hopkins, they put out a study saying that kids missed uh, about six hundred and sixty thousand hours of education time as a result of uh, uh, not having proper heat, proper AC in the buildings. Now that's over five years, but that's a lot, that's a lot of hours that are missed simply because the buildings are not up to date. Uh, according to the same study, there's bursting pipes, uh, plumbing issues, electrical malfu- mal- malfunctions. Um, and so just all of this, you know, it contributes, doesn't it? To a lack of uh, solid education. Yeah, yeah, an opportunity. And 80% of these students are black. So we've got to ask. That's a whole nother issue right there. I mean, it is, but we've got to bring it up and and there's, there's gotta be some, there, there's a way that students are impacted. Sure. There's historic reasons as to why, uh, some 
school districts are the way they are. That's not to say mm-hmm. that all white stu- school districts are killing it. That's true. You know, but this could be a, a racial equity question as well. Yeah, something to think about. One of the questions that we could ask is, which I don't have an answer to, but is funding a problem? You know, uh, you talk to some people and read some studies, and it's like yeah. schools are funded too well, and they're not stewarding that fund, those funds. Other people would say that funding yeah. is not high enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we, we sound like many sociologists, but we need to say that we're not, right? Our job Definitely isn't not. necessarily education reform, but the question is, should we put our kids... Let's rephrase that. Why do you guys put your kids in a broken school yeah. system? That is right? the question, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Because Before this we... podcast has nothing to do with educational reform. There are podcasts <laughs> that are out there. I couldn't name any of them to you. Man, but sure and they're they good ones. Maybe we're like they link are. Which them one? below. There is good ones. Oh, and you I just said know maybe, that there is. Yes, gotcha. yes, 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 yes. Instagram says swipe up, the swipe up people, and then yeah. you just click on that. I'm sure so, they're great. They are. So check good. them out. We but our goal, them. our yeah. question is simply this. Here we are as Christians trying to raise our kids to love Jesus, trying to raise them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, and they're going to Baltimore City Public Schools. And before we get that, let's talk about the spectrum, because, I mean, we have public, private, homeschool, public. I, I only grew up in public school. I didn't even know homeschool was an option until I was like 19. I was like, what? What did you do? I didn't know do? that was an option. Yeah. Late in Someone life, told me they were homeschooled probably... and I was like, well, well how? Well, well, what did you? Right. So well, did you let's, grow up in Idaho? <laughs> Where's I? I would know? put the spectrum like this. Okay. With, I'm going to talk about just Christians, Christian okay? Parents, yeah. With Christians, on one hand, you've got homeschool only parents. Mm-hmm. And then just to the to the left, you've got Christian school only parents, meaning homeschool, but Christian school, private school would be my preference. And then you've got the homeschool out of necessity parents, meaning I homeschool my kids. It's not necessarily my preference, but Mm -hmm. it's out of necessity. Or maybe you've got Christian school out of necessity uh, parents, meaning I would gladly send my kids to public schools if I was in a good school district but we have to go private school for various reasons. Then you've got public school as the only option parents, meaning my kids are in public schools, but um, man, I really wish that they didn't have to be if I Mm. could homeschool or if I could send them to private school. And then you have preferred, uh, or I'm sorry, then you have public school as preferred option parents, meaning I could homeschool, uh, we could potentially figure out private school, but we actually prefer public school as our first option. And, and Is as that I think, fair? Yeah, I think that's a good spectrum. And as you were talking about that, um, before I, I asked a question, as you were talking about that, I thought about our congregation, and there's a mixture. So... Obviously, what we're saying is you need to consult your conscience. You need to, I mean, there is no right way, but we will, I think what I'm hearing from y'all is, I'm sorry, I think what we're going to hear from you guys is this is why we have specifically chosen this option. So the disclaimer queen had to say, obviously submit to your conscience, but if we could inform your conscience a bit, let's do that during this time. Is that Mm -hmm. fair? Yeah, that's good. Is that an overqualification? Okay. No, that's good. Good, good, good. So how do we think about public education and what are you guys doing in your own home um, to educate? One, I know it's my responsibility um, to teach my children. Like, I think it starts at home, so it's not solely uh, the responsibility of the school system. Um, So, 
me and my wife, we always try to make sure that we, you know, raise our kids in a good environment, um, which God's word is at the center mm-hmm. of everything, you know, that we do. So I I always try to take advantage of the opportunities I have to pour into my children, um, teaching them just about God, about life, um, things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Psalm 78, four to seven says, we will not hide them from their children, meaning the truths of God, but tell them to the coming generation, the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. He, he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers to teach to their children that the next generation might know them. So fathers have been given, of course, in the Bible, the command to teach their kids the, uh, the wonders uh, the glorious deeds of the Lord, as it says here, and uh, and to teach that from generation to generation, so that the children yet unborn might arise and tell them to their children. That's right. So that it might continue. So there is certainly. I mean, do we believe in home education? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the home is 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 where, where the, our kids are taught. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's the. Uh, the gospel, the all of yeah. the implications and the applications of the gospel, the Bible yeah. ought to be taught in the home. Uh, and that's not to say that you should not send them to Christian school right. to help. Exactly. You know, I, I think that, yeah. that that could be an yeah. option, yeah. right? Um, but I think one danger there is is we just assume now the Christian school is doing right. it for me, right? And then you know, yeah, yeah. And uh, and so I, all that to say, yes to home education. Yes, we ought to teach them. Uh, the things of God. However, it's all also worth noting that the Bible doesn't tell us that arithmetic or <laughs> reading must be learned in the home. You right. know, uh, so it's it's not the school's job yeah. to teach them about Jesus. Yeah, it's not uh, according to the Bible. It's the parents' job. That's right. right. And so, is there space then for public schools to yeah. te- come alongside parents and teach them things that certainly I'm not? Yeah, and I think. It's, it's good that you bring that up because we should recognize that parents have the greatest influence in the lives of their kids. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't yeah. just hand that over or yeah. think that that responsibility yeah. is someone else. I remember um, a couple of months ago, um, there was a Baltimore Sun article and it was saying, you know, who do we blame? Is it the teacher's fault or is it the family's mm. fault? And I think, um, I think upon reading that article, you've got to be wh- whichever side you agree with, which I'm not telling you my opinion on here, just catch me in the streets and maybe we can talk about it. It's another soapbox for another day. But regardless of side, we just call her. Uh, catch you catch you in the streets just sounds so sounds so bad. No, I'm usually on the stoop. (laughs) Maybe a text first to let me know you're calling. Maybe a phone call. I'll answer those better. But uh, to hear my opinion. Moving on. But we've got to ask ourselves, we have forsaken the what it says in Psalms we almost forsaken our influence mm-hmm. in the lives yeah. of our kids they get older and they yeah. no longer we no longer have any authority over them it's That's simply right. just influence so yeah. now you have authority and influence how are you going to yield and how you not yield how are you going to leverage that yeah. um, and so I think a lot of parents need to be um, encouraged invigorated and reminded this is actually your privilege and your responsibility yeah. and you have a voice therefore leverage it now yeah. um especially until you can't leverage it anymore. And so um, that's just an exhortation, I think, uh, yeah. for us to remember in this conversation. Schools can come alongside you. 
So I was reading an article by Alistair Begg a couple days ago, and uh, the article was called Where We Draw the Line, or Where Do We Draw the Line, by Desiring God. And he said something in there, I thought, man, this is actually really good for this conversation that we're about to have. He's, he's asking the question, in this culture of like, in, in this culture of secularism, where do we draw the line? As parents, as, as individuals, where do we draw the line? And what he, what he said was this. He said, we cannot overstate the pressure Daniel and his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, were under when they arrived in Babylon. Their nation was defeated, their temple destroyed, and now living in the most glittering and powerful cities in the world, they were enlisted in the service of the king of Babylon, and they had accepted it. Their education was that of Babylon, and they accepted it. Their names were changed to be those of Babylon, and they accepted it. Their food was to be that of Babylon, and Daniel and his friends drew the line there. So food he goes on to explain, would have caused them to sin. You know, yep. they're living under the, the ceremonial law and they would have been in rebellion against God had they eaten the foods of Babylon. This wasn't Beg's point, but it begs a point. Here, here we go. <laughs> and uh, that point is, is this, or that question is, is, so was it okay for them to be raised in the Babylonian schools? You know, can we put our kids in public schools? My answer to that is yes. The line- Yes as well. The line is not uh, private school, home school, or uh, public school. Those are probably all fine options. Sure. But the line is where we are forced to disobey God. Sure. And so then it becomes not a question of, should I put my kids into the school system, into Baltimore City Public Schools, where you know, I know at Poly right now, uh, according to my girls, uh, males, can go into girls' bathrooms if they use a female pronoun. Did you know this, Eric? No, I didn't. And this Yo, is like Eric is like, me, I did not pick my kid up from yeah. school today, yeah, and pull, I'm leaving the podcast right now. Nah, man, bro. I'm a- <laughs> That's new to me, bro. <laughs> changes the conversation. Yeah, it does. These are real conversations, though. Let's, uh, no, yeah. So let's have a conversation. I'm, like, I'm not surprised, though. Like, I'm not surprised by the way stuff is going. Yeah. So my daughter has a friend who two years ago was a male and now identifies as a female and goes by a female name and evidently is using female bathrooms. Can you say that? Oh, you can't. Okay. Can Jay. I say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. If I can't say that, just uh, whoever's listening to this podcast, just forget I said that. If oh, because he's in, he, he keeps in all my edits. I'm always like, Joel, have you edited that out? And he's like, no, I would. I, no, this I, is authentic. It's I true. leave all your stuff in. All of the awkward quips. I'm like, oh. And all of my HIPAA violations. Oh, no, it wasn't a violation because Eric was okay with it. Just wanted to clarify Look, I just that. like to put everything out on the table. I literally am like point sweating. Of like, can you ask him if he's been vaccinated? Put it on the table. Put it That's on the table. We can't talk about it on Who's the table. Who's going to talk about So here's, exactly. okay, that is my point on, though. Man. Wait, while we're on that, yeah. I think we have to realize that we want to teach kids how to think, not what to think. How to be, um, to, to, to be people of conviction and not just what. So, so here's my one line to say, putting your kids in homeschool or Christian school opportunities don't mean your kids are saved. And it That's don't right. mean they're not being um, exposed to the things of this world. So yep. let's just go ahead and like address that right now. That's good. Um, and it doesn't mean it guarantees them into salvation. So with that said, that's mm-hmm. why there's options. Just wanted to, sh- listen, we all got issues. Yeah. 
Yeah, and so I guess I don't even remember where. I, oh, here's where I was going with that was you know we've got some difficult things that we've always got to navigate. You know, with a lot of different questions, and let's talk about that in just a moment. But my point is simply this: is that we draw the line at not what is merely offensive at a um, societal level. Right. But we draw the line at what would cause us or our children to have to disobey God. You mm-hmm. know, that's where we draw the line. Yeah. And I think then the school choice is there's freedom there. Yeah. So what kind of conversations have y'all had with your kids on drawing the line between disobedience and... Right. That's good, um, Stephanie. Um, that's probably where the question is at, is how do we then prepare... Right. One, I think we should um, note that like parents should be having these conversations. Mm-hmm. Right. We need to know what is going on like in our children's lives. Um, so I normally start out, you know, asking my kids, "Look, how was your day? Right? What did you learn today?" And then that kind of gives me the the, the end right mm-hmm. to, to into their world, like what they're being taught, like who they're around. Um, what kind of conversations they're having, like, you know, what, what, what they're being told by their friends, mm-hmm. by the school. Right. So, um, like, in those conversations, I can always make sure that what they're learning, what they're hearing, that it lines up with the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, then, like, we need to correct that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I think it's... I think is um, I think we have to be having these conversations on the regular with our kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether yeah. it's whether you homeschool, private school, public school. Yeah. Like we, your children are being taught. Yeah. 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 There's so many messages we get bombarded with. Like our children get bombarded with throughout the day, whether it's music, song, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're being taught. Yeah. So I think there can be so much fear with raising kids. Yeah. You know, we we are afraid of the external influences. On one hand, Proverbs thirteen twenty says, "Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm." Yeah. You know, so we're we're afraid that if we put our kids in environments where uh, it's extremely secular and worldly in its thinking, that they're going to become fools. But yeah. I just don't know if that's uh, if that plays out in reality. You know, like I know uh, kids that were corrupted at Christian schools. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's actually sinners that attend those schools. Shocking. (laughs) Shocking. Um, You don't say. Right. I know kids that grew up in homeschool environments and uh, rebelled in crazy, insane ways, you know. Um, And then I know kids that grew up in public school, of course, some fell away. And I know other kids that are doing really well, including two at this table. So my point is that I think we we don't want to be driven by fear, you know. Even the fear of I, I can handle uh, the the bathroom issue. Yeah, I don't. I can't exactly give you the logic as to why I can't. Right, right. But I just I feel like we've been having conversations as parents with our kids since they were tiny over yeah. all kinds of issues. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because they've been in these schools, yeah. you yeah. know, and so we've been talking about. Like I remember when Jaden was in elementary school, she came home and told me that. Uh, uh, that uh, her teacher told her that God didn't make the world, but it was evolution. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Um, did your teacher tell you why yeah. that's the case? And so we had a conversation. I remember it was a good conversation, yeah. you know. And like, we, we, uh, I was able to instruct her and help her prepare for the world. And I explained to her, 
you know, secular worldviews on these issues. We've yeah. been talking about LGBTQ issues yep. since the time they were in elementary school. Uh, high school now, my, both my daughters are in high school, and yeah. they both have made professions of faith. I'm not and crying, they, you're crying. They, <laughs> <laughs> oh. they, they, they have their convictions. They, they yeah. seem to be doing well. Now, all that to so, say, it's not like I'm saying... Like, frankly, I don't know how it's all going to turn out with my kids. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying... But do we ever I'm, know? Do you ever know? We don't know. Don't. We make wisdom decisions yeah. based and on... And I don't want to say because I've done it this way, that's how it's going to be for everybody. Right, exactly. You know, there's just a lot of different factors involved. Yeah. So I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, is, that, is that keeping our kids out of a public, uh, public school system yeah. is not necessarily the only way. Yeah to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Yeah, that's true. You know, and there are ways that they can be in that system and, and be confronted with opposing worldviews on a regular flourish. basis and yeah. still flourish. We shouldn't just dismiss the possibility. Yes, I think that what you're doing, Joel, is presenting a possibility. Now, if we think about the context that we minister to, yeah. everybody can't afford private school. It's or even... Homeschool, yeah, because somebody like has to work, yeah, to, to earn a living. Like everybody just not afforded that, you know, that luxury to, be yeah. able to do that. It's there. probably why I didn't even know that there were homeschool or private school opportunities. Because like this is all we like, got. Well, Listen, is all we got. Right, Eric. You probably, I'm guessing, when you guys put your kids in public schools, it wasn't like a, a thought. It was like it's time to go to school. Yeah. It's time for they're they're at school age and they go to school. It wasn't like a wrestling with are we sending them to our Baltimore City schools or not. It was just... Nope, it was going to school. We went to, to public school. school. You're going to public school. We don't have money for private right. school. Right. Yeah, we don't live in Roland Park. Let's so, see. quick story. So, when, <laughs> when my story daughter was maybe like in the first grade and they were thinking about skipping her to the next grade mm -hmm. because she was just doing so well, um, they... It was an issue about putting her in the second grade. Let's mm -hmm. say if it was the second grade. So I went down to uh, the Board of Education, went down there to try to get her skipped because she just wasn't being, like, mm -hmm. challenged. Yeah. So I remember one of the workers told me, well, how about you just put her in private school? I'm looking <laughs> like, if it was that easy, I wouldn't be here, lady. Right. Like, I, didn't, I don't have the money to put her in private school. Yeah. Right. So that was just my story, man. But like, no. I, everybody can't afford privacy. Your story, though, makes me think, so how can public school parents advocate and actually make a win for their, their kids? I mean, because we're acknowledging it is a broken school system, yeah. right? And, yeah. and we've got to ask, are you guys doing, are you guys putting your kids in a horrible position by putting them in this broken system? So I feel like in your story, you kind of, you brought up some things like, oh, yeah. he's, Went to the public, yeah. went to the board of education. But yeah. with that, um, are y'all making a horrible decision for your kids? Like, are you making a decision that's going to impact your kids negatively for the rest of their lives, yeah. based on putting them in the public school system? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I when we decided to put them in public school, um, since they've been in since they've been uh, school age, they've been in public school, and we've all like we always made it a point to be involved in their education. So showing up at the schools, like their teachers know us. Um, you know, we have a, a great report that teachers like they they know us. So we, we're very involved in like their education. So, I mean, I think I think we made a good decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're doing well. They're excelling. Mm -hmm. They're thriving. They're finding yeah. opportunities. You know, I, I kind of have the privilege of knowing both your kids. 
um, both sets of your kids. And um, I think one thing I, I would like to comment on is, yeah, knowing the teachers, being present, even though you guys both um, both work, um, and also um, advocating for not just your school, your student, mm-hmm. but for the good of the whole class, for the good yep. of um, the whole the, the the school. And so I think that that even begs another opportunity is that Christians will be um, sensitive to different issues. That's and right. I, it's been great to see you say, if my student is receiving this and I'm not okay with it, yeah. then that means every other student is exactly. too. And there is something I can do with my voice. There's something I can do with my, mm. um, with my power. Yeah, There's exactly. something I can do with my influence. And so yeah. I think if every Christian mm. family yeah. takes their whole family out of mission... Because yeah. that's what it is. Your whole family unit is working as missionaries to say, we're here to bring light into whatever context we're mm-hmm. in. And so if everyone leaves, then who's, who's still there? Exactly. On that note, Steph, I think that's a really good point. And I, the pushback is, is well, you're, don't make your kids a tool for missions. You know, your kids right. need the best. Uh, they need, of course... Um, a good education and you know they, they aren't don't use them as as tools for right. for missionary work which you know i don't think i am you know what i mean like that's i i 100 agree with what you're saying stephanie it's I, I i think as much as possible we want to integrate ourselves into the society that we're living in yeah. that we're ministering to that i i can't really resonate with my neighbor on some school issues if my kids are being driven out of, out of the city to some yeah. private school um, I can't. Ha- I, I lose some opportunity to be right. a voice and salt and light to, to be that leaven, if you would, in a secular society. So I think that there's a lot of missional value. You know, I'm, I'm saying what the pushback is, but I tend to I tend to agree with you. Yeah. And that was that was my own idea when we moved in. Um, and I think I also like I'm with you, Eric. That when we first put our kids in, you know preschool at Head Start and then uh, at the local elementary school, the question of private school or homeschool wasn't a whole lot of an option just because it just wasn't an option for us, you know, and we just kind of enrolled. But going through the system of education and Mm -hmm. going through these last couple of years, you know, I want a good education for my kids. Of course, yeah. At the same time, I do see other schools that are like these elite powerhouse kind of educational Mm -hmm. centers, you know? And I just don't, I haven't bought this idea that my kids deserve an elite education that all of the other kids in Baltimore don't get. I'm not saying I don't value my kids. I want the very best for them. Don't get me wrong. That's right. You know, but but there is this system uh, at play in the American dream of Mm -hmm. like some kind of elite education so you can get an elite job so you can live in the best neighborhoods so that you can do what? Send your kids to the best schools. (laughs) And it just becomes this cycle. So that they can have kids. Yeah. And, and send the them to the best yeah. schools. So and you again, can have nice things. Right. And right. no one's faulting you for pursuing worldly things while we live on the world. But the, the intention, the heart behind that is what is the actual, what am I worshiping at that moment? Mm-hmm. Can right. God be trusted Idolatry, to huh? preserve? I'm just here yeah. just putting myself out. Y'all check me in five years and see where Sebi yeah. ends up. But um, no, no, can, real quick. Yeah. Have you thought about, I mean, I know it's early. Yeah. 
But have you and Kevin had conversations about yeah. where you might send yeah, them? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. We, what I guess like? this would this was a conversation while we were dating. Actually, it was yeah. like Piper has his like fifty questions. I <laughs> uh, roll. I don't know. <laughs> um, and we thought, where do we? What do we? What do we want to do? And we we said we want to live in our neighborhood, and it's best that we can to use the resources in our schools. And I mean, someone might say, but your kids' daycare is thirty minutes away. Why is that? There's there are special factors yeah. that um, align us uh, that that allow us to use different opportunities. But no, we've already been looking at the schools yeah. um, on in our block, and um, we want to hopefully be an advocate. We want our neighbors to see us drive down the same block to walk into the same doors, yeah. and we're going to pray to trust the Lord that that He's it's going good. to bless and reward that. Um, so yeah, we've we've thought about it, and um, I mean we're looking forward to it. My husband's more excited than I am to be like, yeah, yeah. No, no brainer, but I have had to think about it in a lot of ways. So, yeah, but I, yeah, I think we've got to ask, can God be trusted mm-hmm. yeah, one in of the, any of these decisions? One of the things that I would like to get into here really quick before we close this episode is just some of the tips, maybe, Eric, that you and I have kind of been able to, uh, some of the things we've been able to do, some tips we might be able to give, you know, for people in a similar context. Um, I will say that, you know, I do want the best education for my kids. Yeah. I'm an advocate of my kids' education. Mm-hmm. And my kids are doing well, you know? Yeah. And I know your kids are both doing, doing mm-hmm. well. Honors and advanced academics and ingenuity, yeah. you know, getting into the highest programs. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that is, you know, like in, uh, something that we love to hate and at the same time we use is charter schools, you right. know? So for Baltimore, we both of our kids, Eric, started out in a charter school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rose I know my Ma, kids yeah. did. Your your kids did too. Mm-hmm. And so a charter school is a public school, but it has like a little different structure. Yeah. Both of our kids ended up going to the regular middle school mm-hmm. in our neighborhood, um, and that was because they got into an advanced academics program. And so mm-hmm. we've been able to kind of learn like how do we navigate the system to where they get into the best classrooms, who are the best teachers. I put my son into a, into a pre-K mm-hmm. a couple years ago, uh, five years ago, because that was a great teacher. But yeah. but he didn't go to first uh, kindergarten there. He went to a different school. So kind of moving them around, navigating yeah. the system. Uh, if kids do well, getting into advanced academics and honors classes. Yeah. So now we've got girls. We have three girls between the two of us at Poly. Best high school in Baltimore City. And it is. Like, <laughs> yep. Polly really is. You can say it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great school. But here, this is, here's one of the challenges that we just live with in the city yeah. is Baltimore high schools have school choice, which yeah. basically means that you apply based on your grades as to what school you go to. So kids that do well tend to go to the same schools, which makes a great school for us. Sure. If we didn't have kids that did well, Eric they might end up going to one of our really tough schools that where they honestly might not get a good education because they just, you know, it could be so chaotic in the classroom. The teacher can't get anywhere. You know what I'm saying? So all that to say, we've got to be a little open handed with this and say, we've been able to navigate the system in a way that works well for us. But you'd never say never. Is that Justin Bieber? Never say never. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. We should have the Biebs on. (laughs) On the podcast. Hey, he, we might. Under the program. He might. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I but mean, you'd never Be- say Bieber never on these. Right. I don't know if Bieber Well, gets yeah. It. So, like, I think what you're saying, Steph, is, like, would I ever um, homeschool? And I think, you know, if, let's say, one of my kids did not do well, they didn't get into advanced academics in middle school, yeah. and they ended up failing, and they're, they're in 
one of the you know worst high schools in Baltimore and not doing well, yeah. would I pull them out of homeschool? Absolutely. Or I'd figure yeah. something out. You right. know? So yeah. it's not to say never. That's, that's yeah. right. Yeah, you want to try to put your kid in the best possible situation that'll help them flourish. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We're just arguing that that best possible situation isn't always what we think it is. There you go. In the Christian world. Yeah. Yeah. Or in the elite middle class and upper class world. Yeah. That's right. So no. I, would, I would be on that spectrum. I would be public school as an ideal, if possible. That's where I would fall. Yeah. Um, that's just me. Don't hate me. If you're a listener and you're like homeschool only or private school only, don't cancel us. Yeah, I'm Please like... Please don't do that. Yeah, I'm like chapter, verse, give me, help me understand this yeah. gray area. I mean, when we first moved here, we wanted to shop at Save-A-Lot right. and learn how to get good groceries in a, in a, in a, practically in a food desert, you know? That's right. Because we wanted to figure out how can we live in such a Among way... Among the people, man. To demonstrate, yeah. And same thing with schools, you know, if we can yeah. live and... And even I've been able to help some of our neighbors navigate the school system in a way that I've been able to, to figure good. it out, you know, in a way that I might not have been able to do if I didn't enter into their, into their struggle in that yeah. way. So That's good. You guys took me back. I feel like I'm having a hint of nostalgia right now. Um, but I, I remember growing up, and our schools were under-resourced. I didn't find out until, like, now. <laughs> I look back mm -hmm. at statistics, and I'm like, oh, that's why we had... <laughs> <laughs> All these other That's things. Funny. And uh, shout out to my principal, Miss Risper. She, you know, she had to say a creed every day mm. that we started school. Mm. And I didn't know that all of our, all of the issues, but the, the, what I'm trying to say is God um, placed believers in my public school setting to even start to shape me um, and to shape my thoughts and my ideas. And I think it ran alongside my parents. So I, I think that that, yeah. I think it's not as bad as we might seem, although school now is a whole new world. So cut that out, Joel, because it's a whole new world. But growing up, I will say God protect. Hold up. Let me just say, I'm not going to cut that out because <sighs> I never edit out any of your. I hate it. <laughs> but no, you say something that's, that's, that's good, though. It needs to be said in that your parents thought when you were a kid that school is a whole new world. Like every generation right. thinks that, you know, and are things getting worse? Yes. Yeah. But they change, too. You know, like, there yeah. might be some influences and temptations that we had in the 90s or that I had in the 90s that may not be as prevalent today. I don't right. know. Yeah. I, I will say growing up in a setting like that, it, it was clear to me uh, that there was a difference in things. And it was a starting point for my parents. They saw themselves, even though they worked full time, my mom worked three jobs. They were very present in what we were learning, how we were learning it. Yeah. Um, and being very clear to t teach us about the world. You Something know? you said made me think that, like, God really does have people everywhere. Mm -hmm. Whether it's private school, public school, like, he has his people yeah. everywhere. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, we can trust him. He's we can everywhere. trust him. Can he be trusted? He can. he can be trusted. That's right. He definitely can. Well, we're back to school. That's right. We are back to school. Back at it, another year. Taking our kids to school. I got four kids to put in school this year. You got, oh, got you got two to prepare to put them to morning, college. This morning, I. Jaden will be in college soon. It's crazy. I'm not for crying, real, man. Crying. Man. Let's not talk about that. Yet. I know. <laughs> Next on the podcast, mm. how to trust God you do, when you're. 
when your authority wanes and your influence is all that you're left. What am I going to do? I mean, I guess I go with the flow. You know, I do what I've always done. That's adapt and overcome. Bigger. Wow. That's what my high school Someone's basketball coach taught me. <laughs> Someone's on a, on a sermon trip. All right, guys. Uh, hey, good chat on the school. Listeners, let us know. What do you think? Do you we should send, do a mailbag episode. Yeah, do you, do, do you send your kids to yeah. public school in a tough district? School district? Do you homeschool? Do you private school? Do you do it out of conviction or out of necessity? It's hmm. interesting. We want to hear from you. And if I got to turn a different direction, I'll turn that direction. Sure. But let's not live out of fear. God didn't give us that spirit, did he? That's right. Mm. There you go. Let us know. We're going to do a mailbag episode. We should. I like that. Thanks for listening to the Stoop Sessions. Be sure to catch us next time. As One Hope exists to build healthy churches in the inner city, check us out and connect at www.onehope.gives. Stoop.